You're listening to The Breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back into Ticket Weekends. I am Harrison Arns running the board. This is The Breeze. Uh, we got Haas, host as always, across, uh, or not across the table. He's actually remote and DP as well. We kind of went over the Royal Rumble. It felt maybe it was a little lackluster, some narratives. Um, just don't seem to be quite adding up. But uh, Haas, I'll go ahead and throw it to you. There's definitely still plenty of things we can go talk about. I'm surprised we haven't had a single Cowboys jab yet. I was waiting for it, but we'll, we'll, we'll probably get there at some point. Uh, one, I don't do that. Like, uh, my teams have lost plenty. It's annoying. <laughs> so just, you won. <laughs> Act like you've been there before. Um, for the Royal Rumble, to be clear, if the last segment didn't happen, then it would have been a very lackluster Royal Rumble. And the actual Royal Rumble matches were lackluster. But the pay-per-view, because of the story at the end, that made it a much, much stronger pay-per-view for, for most people. I don't know if it was for DP, but <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't. I... I, but, but my thing was was if there are zero surprises, like nobody lost a belt who held the who held the belt. Like there was no was there any was there any real thought that they would let Kevin Owens win? Would there be any thought? That they were going to let Alexa uh, Alexa win, uh, no Charlotte. Um, the Intercontinental Belt was not up for grab. Uh, I, I just didn't. I, I don't understand. No, no tag teams were up, right? Yeah, Usos didn't even fight. Right. Right. So I don't. I, I don't. The, the, the exceptional events deserve and require exceptional matches and it requires the best level of talent um you know in in the past uh tag team champions have been in the in the rumble like they've they've that's been a thing right that's how a lot of the building happens is to have people in that space kind of battle back and forth um but you know for for all that it was um not I don't know. I would have used Lashley and and Lesnar would have been a match. Uh, the tag teams would have been a match on on all sides, right? Women's tag team, uh, all of that. Matter of fact, you know, them having a, a women's tag team tournament pay-per-view would actually, if you want to build the brand, the best way to do that, that, that that's how you would do that, is to have a tournament and just have it go an entire pay-per-view. And then, you know, the belts are up for grabs. Like, you actually have to, you know, do your thing. And at the end of it, then they get the championship belt or whatever. But it's it's a way to create characters and a way to draw interest and to build stories. And it's just wasted opportunities because half of the Raws and SmackDowns, we could do without we could do without because they're not story building and they're not building any greater talent. Like the, like it seems to me like AEW and impact every show's a pay-per-view. Like they take like literally everybody's got to go because they don't have enough talent to, to be casual about it. Like they're just all of our stars all the time. <laughs> Look, the lower 
level talent at the right anyway. Like I'm not going to care about. Like they haven't made a star that I like. I don't. I only know the people who have been in WWE. <laughs> like real talk. Like I don't. I, you know, I NXT. Hold on, is hold on. the Brit, future. Britt Baker would would dominate in WWE. She would be the no, most. She would no, be would. the most no, loved. Yeah, she no, would. No, she would. No, she would. I, I find her totally disinterested. Oh. I, I've never I've never watched <laughs> one of her matches and goes, she's innovative, entertaining, or exciting. I've never said any of those three things about her. Never. Like, never. Give her a Triple H to make her into... No, no, yeah. no, no. Every star who was a star before, they were a star in personality before they got to WWE. The WWE was just amplifying. Britt Baker, I'm just disinterested in. There are tons of people that that have gone from the lower clubs up to WWE that I was disinterested in where they were, and they've never gotten more interesting. (laughs) Like, they've never, if you're, they said, you're a four, but you're in the WWE, yeah, you're a four. Like that. (laughs) Okay, so then, I guess football is a little being pushed back. Uh, (laughs) Cody Rhodes winning last night is probably one of the best evolutions. I know Drew McIntyre got a little bit of a a 10-year, hey, I didn't do anything. But Cody Rhodes was the second man out in a Royal Rumble match. It was him, Triple H, and Randy Orton. And Randy Orton ended up winning. And he was the second man out. Usually the second man out gets something the next... Because you you, you didn't use him. Cody's always been talented. Cody's always been talented. I thought Cody was more more talented than Goldust. And Goldust was a worker. Like, I loved watching Goldust wrestle. Cody was always better. Like, I didn't understand why they let him out the door. Another one that falls in that category was young DiBiase. I thought another one that the the, the younger DiBiase actually had a shot at being really good. Um, I just don't think they managed him well. Sometimes it's the corporation. Sometimes the corporation doesn't get it. And then they've got to go. I mean, it's like Daniel Bryan where they didn't know what to do with him. And finally the fans were like, okay, stop being idiots. The guy's got it. Why don't you use him? And it took the fans to make the, to, to make the, the corporation get it. But Daniel Bryan was always interesting. He was always intriguing. Like I never – if you're not interesting where you're being highlighted, like if you're not a good double-A player, if you're not the best double-A player, you have zero chance of being the best major league player. <laughs> like, be interesting. Like, I don't I, – I, there, there are wrestlers who, who hold belts now that I'm not interested in at the lower level. I'm just not interested in them. I'm just not. I, I, I wish, you know, I've given them a chance, but I don't know He's who the- – I, I don't know who the champions are at the lower levels. I have no He's idea who they are. You still don't like the acclaim, do you? No, not a bit. <laughs> not a bit. Whatever. Whatever. Like if they if they came to Lincoln and were doing an autograph signing at the store next to the station, I wouldn't go to it. <laughs> <laughs> like that. <laughs> Even if like Billy Gunn was there? <laughs> no, see this is the thing. <laughs> Look, if you have evolution there, or if you had, you know, degeneration, the new age outlaws, I'd go. 
but what you're currently doing with it, Harrison, I'm this way. If I don't feel like the wrestler is a threat to me yeah. personally, I don't want to watch him wrestle. That makes your feelings for Gunter make sense. <laughs> right? Like, if, right? Like if, if, if I don't feel like, one, I want you behind me or beside me in a fight, I, I don't care about you as a wrestler. Like, it's, okay, can you, could you at least kick somebody in the head? Like, I might have lost him for a little bit there. DP always brings up size, and when I watch AEW, uh, I point out to my wife, I'm like, DP's going to say Haas can kick that person's ass. <laughs> yes! Yes! Harrison, Harrison, if he was Imperium, he would be the leader. <laughs> Harrison would be the A leader of the Imperium. Pounds. <laughs> yeah, like Harrison would be the one. Like they walk out first, and then Harrison comes out to get the real pop. Like, <laughs> oh jeez. All right. Well, there are there are two games coming up uh, in an hour, to, hour eighteen minutes, and about five six hours. Look at Harrison change careers in mid-show. <laughs> yeah, guys, I got to go after this one. <laughs> well, all right, fine, fine. If, Harrison, give us give us your best promo speech. Oh, promo. Oh, give, me, give me the break. Give me the break. Let me, let me get that over the break. Let me find oh. something. Let me find something. <laughs> when you come back, we're not going to break yet, but Harrison is going to try to – Electrify. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll get <laughs> so I can become the new leader. <laughs> He's, oh, Harrison's the scholar, right? He's the scholar. Harrison, he'd come out with his glasses on like old Paul Ellering. Ellering would come out with his glasses on, and he would pontificate, and he would prognosticate, and then he would rip the glasses off and get in your face and said, now my boys are going to kick your tail. And that's <laughs> that would make him the most interesting part of Imperium. <laughs> uh, all right well we should talk about Bengals, chiefs niners eagles just because they're kind of exciting just we're just gonna <laughs> get of. your pick that's, that's really, really. they're kind of exciting <laughs> i i will say yeah. i'm concerned now that everyone's picking the Bengals to win like why why would you why would you give any fuel to Kansas City? Why would you have your mayor go and put put bulletin board material out there? Why would you guys call the stadium Burrowhead Stadium? So it's, it's already look, you don't need to motivate men when or or women or any athlete where the next thing is going to get you to the, the trophy or the ring. I understand you don't need it. But just Hey, sometimes you need a one-second reminder and, and adding all that bulletin board material. No one's talking about the Chiefs. I understand Patrick Mahomes has an injury that's going to take another six weeks to heal. But it's still the Chiefs. So Chiefs are going to win today, and I'm probably the only person saying it. I'm there with you. I'm leading Chiefs as well. I, I, I'm not super confident about it. I mean, you look at the last time Chiefs and uh, Bengals play – 27-24, Bengals win. You look at the time before that, final score, 27-24, Bengals win. It's always been on the edge of a blade, though. So I, I can't sit here and be like, there's no way Chiefs got a shot, especially with all the fire they're getting. And, I, I mean, I, obviously, 
they're professional athletes. You don't have to worry about them not competing. But I, I'm definitely not going to sit here comfortably and just think the Chiefs are going to go in there and beat them. But I, I do like their odds more over the Bengals. I'm. It, it, it's strange. Last night I was dead set that the Bengals would win. Uh, dead set. Like it wasn't even wasn't wasn't a question. Um, but then all of the absolute talk doesn't doesn't resonate for me now. I, I feel a little bit better now. I read an article on the Bengals defensive coordinator this morning, which gave some of his philosophy, and I went, uh, oh, oh, he's in the lab. Like this dude's in the yeah. lab and doing work. And there's a reason. The reason why people lean away from the Bengals and always have is that they don't quite understand what they're doing. Like, they don't understand why they're being good. At, they don't have any pro bowlers, any first-team pro bowlers, no starters in the pro bowl, no all-NFL. But they're number one in, 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 and they're number two in defense and number one in the second half. And we don't know why. Well, reading this article kind of opened my brain a little bit. So I'm still Team Bengals. Uh, for that very reason, that a defensive coordinator that's working extra and has his team bought in, I'm in. And then we'll talk about the Niners and Eagles um, when we come back. Yeah, we got to get to break here, guys. We're already going a little one, bit over. One sec. Yeah, go for it. Harrison, are you a Madden player? Yeah, or I used to Madden. be a Madden player. It's gone downhill, so, but yeah. I haven't played in like 10 years, but I used to play all the time. And in Madden, the way I'd win is I'd hide where the blitz was coming from. So oftentimes I'd put two or three defensive ends going back and then there'd be a safety blitzing and a linebacker blitzing. There's always four coming. And it was very hard for the QB to find where the rush was coming from, who's in coverage. And that's what the Bengals do on defense all the time. Yeah. And and it is, it is on film. It's impressive to see how much more time it creates for, for the rushers to get there since the quarterback just needs that extra half a second to, f to find out what's going on. So uh, props DP for bringing that up. Yeah, that's a good point, too, and, like, we'll see. I mean, I know Mahomes look like he's bionic at this point, but, I mean, a high ankle sprain, that's got to hurt. I mean, even if he's walking out without a gimp, I mean, man, just the history of those, I'd be surprised if he doesn't experience a little bit of pain. And, like you said, the Bengals really good at hiding where they're bringing pressure. Uh, so we'll talk about that some more on the next segment, but we got to go to break here. This is The Breeze. I'm Harris Knight joining the board. We have host Haas and DP. We'll be back right after this.